Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Firstly, we'd just like to apologize to all the listeners and fellow super coaches out there for what I've done. I am deeply sorry. I'm full of regret. Uh, as, as you would well be aware, I've had a few of these issues and uh, these sort of things creep up on me this year. And it's not been a great year for me personally or professionally in this game. And I guess I would also like to extend my sincerest apologies to one Mr. Thomas Trebojevic for what I have done to you. Uh, for that, I am truly ashamed and uh, I would like to say I've learned my lesson, but time will tell. So yet again, I'm sorry I brought you in to my Supercoach team and you went absolutely terribly. So apologies to all and sundry. Hello, welcome to another episode of the SC Report, and thank you very much, Justin. I think uh, all of us turbo owners de- definitely uh, required that public apology from you. Yeah, I didn't want to do it, but the gun to my head. No, honestly, though, like it's story of the year, right? You bring, bring this guy in. We spoke how long on this last podcast about captain for the week, Turbo v Teddy, such a 50-50, but Turbo's got more of the upside, and then you didn't factor in that I'd brought him in. So I'd like to say that's all your fault, mate, but all my we, fault. Suffer, we suffer together, hey? All my fault. <laughs> what a terrible, what a horrible afternoon, hey? You'd sat down, got some fancy-ass beer it was delicious. in hand, all ready to watch him go to town on the nights, and all you did was watch the rest of his team. It was so close, though. It was, it was very mm. close. He could have had two tries in the opening half. But anyway, um, it was definitely the week where you either captained Teddy or you didn't. So we worked it out today. It's about a 107 point uh, differential between the two options. So, um, well, you you told me today to so go back and have a look at your scores, including uh, the Teddy uh, captain option. And I also added on the difference between Kenny Bromwich, mm. who I did own up until late uh, on Friday and uh, brought in uh, Jake Trevojevic. So the difference between those two plus uh, the decision to captain Turbo Effectively, uh, sees that I'm still in the top 1,000, but I would have been, what, about 362nd, I think, overall, if I had not have made those decisions. So the point of the story is is that um, it, it really doesn't take too many things to go wrong or right to really jump up in the rankings. No. And I did the maths today as well, quick maths. If I had nailed every single captain and not fucked my trades up from round one, I would honestly probably still be sitting probably 5,000. But can you imagine? Like, if I just got everything right in this game, how good? Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if you could just, um, you know, read the future and uh, get all those critical decisions right in life? You'd be a billionaire. Mm. Got to say, though, that sitting next to you watching Kenny Bromwich go to absolute town on the donkeys, like, that's that's one of my favorite things. It's the worst night of my life. Yeah, you, yeah, I've got to say, I was feeling, it was all the shade and fraud in the world. I loved it. It's, it was fantastic. This clown behind me was heckling me about uh, Aston Villa. That wasn't good. The Broncos oh, yeah, were getting was... trashed. Um, I took the most annoying person that I know in my life along with me who is a 35-year-old without a job who has ADHDs. He's just... Hey, Shocky has a job. Yeah, Shocky's <laughs> a good bloke. No, I love. I was lost with that EPL stuff, mate. All I was doing was watching that. Uh, it was. A, it was a sad. It was a sad, sad affair that night. Anyway, we digress. What are we talking about in the podcast tonight, JT? 
Round 21 of the NRL action kicks off tomorrow night with the blockbuster. This is the Cowboys grand final. I reckon we just get straight into it. So we're going to talk mainly about our starts and sits. We've been doing that the last couple of weeks. You have been going to town on the uh, positional analysis. So got a regular old Wilfred Z up here. He's just gearing up. I reckon 300 to whatever you are, mate. If you keep up this sort of analysis, I reckon you could finish within the top 1,000. Well, Wilfred hasn't finished in the top 1,000 since... Uh, winning overall, so I hope I can do a little bit better than him. He can't hear you through all the, the sound of the $50,000 still. <laughs> yep, so what we're going to do anyway is um, we're going to focus on game by game, going through the ins and outs, and also the key start and sit um, decisions, forgetting about the trade discussion, forgetting about all that kind of stuff. This is what the people want to hear about, so let's just give it to them. A little bit of a, an update on the, the Wednesday um, podcast challenge mm. that we have. We're further, we've fallen further behind after um, a round in which I've did the worst on the podcast. Yeah, you let me down, mate. You yeah, really absolute, let me down. Absolute, 20. absolute shocker. So we're now behind by 595 points. Um, but with that being said, you know, so there's about 180 points that I lost on the weekend just because of two decisions. It could change. We're still in this, mate. We're still in <laughs> we this. Both Captain we both captained Teddy. We are still, we are oh, still well. in this. Good stuff. Yep. Okay. So Thursday night football, JT. It's both of our sides Ooh. taking coming up against each other. It's the mighty Broncos up against the Brokeback Cowboys. Writing that one all week. Yeah, it's our grand final, mate. Season's pretty much done and dusted, but we love nothing more than just it is ruining the Broncos season. We've retired so many Bronco greats. It's all not right. funny. Talk me through the ins and outs quickly. Well, the big one, TPJ back at, uh, he's playing second row, so not back at lock. He's back in the second row after serving that week-long suspension. So big news there for super coaches. Uh, for we heard a bit of news out today that Alex Glenn will be uh, scratched, so he was Good news lined up you. at centre. Good news for us. So Shibasaki comes in uh, to fill in that position there, and he looked all at sea last year in this uh, corresponding game. So huge points coming up for Michael Morgan here, and Gideon Geller Mosby comes onto the wing for the dropped Murray Telangi. So outside really of TPJ there, not a lot in terms of super coach movement, but. Sits and starts, there are a few in this game. Yeah, there are quite a few. So let's start with, uh, well, didn't mean to have a pun there, but let's start with the starts or the players. Ooh, the players have dropped too many jokes too early, mate. Let's, I've got nothing. Uh, Katoni Stagg, so he's an obvious yep. one for me. Uh, the Cowboys have conceded 52 points per game to right centers this season. And Cohen Hess really hasn't done too much to shore up that uh, left side defence uh, for the Cowboys over the past two weeks, making plenty of runs, but they're still scoring. We saw what Easton Masters did there last weekend. So um, Staggs has massive scores in him. He put 50 on the storm last week, uh, and you made a good point today that it was effectively all-in-one. Uh, Junk try. Yeah, it was just all-in-one play, but that's what he does. So if you look the week before when he scored um, over 90, it was all his points effectively came in two plays in the first half. Hmm. Um, that's just what he does scores solo tries um, so I'll be locking him straight into my side this weekend no I'm parking him on the bench and mainly that's because I'm a Cowboys fan and I have high hopes we can still resurrect our and you're also somewhere. ranked somewhere in the yeah there you go um, but yeah he's lost the goal kicking now as well doesn't so matter. Sarko's come back as well doesn't matter like in that in that in that game which he scored over a hundred, I think his points differential was plus four the goal kicking mm-hmm. uh, made zero difference to him turning up but that was the Titans though yeah, Cowboys are no Gold Coast Titans. You are uh, the yeah, Titans. but I can see it. Go, like he's like, he's going to go to town, or, or I'll get one right here. Um, I can't see him going too middle-ish here. Um, but no, I reckon like you make a good point. So Cohen Hess, a second rower. That's how good our season's gone. Is uh, starting centre for the last three weeks, I think it is. So great matchup for Stags there. Um, yeah, it's more hope than anything else that I'm sitting him. At the moment, so I think most um, Thursday night matchup good to get a good attacking player in there early. Yep. Um, so the next player to start, I think, is TPJ. So he's back this weekend, as you said, um, isn't named at lock. He's starting in the second row where he's had scores of 106, 60, 73, and then 16 in his most recent performance, which is a, an absolute disaster. Mm. Sin binning. Yeah. It's a shocking performance. So let's Sparky just scratch. new dad captained him too. Yeah, it's a scratch so that one. It could always off. be worth. Um, but it. You know, the, the Cowboys also haven't done too well to uh, right edge second row forwards, conceding 65 points per game against them this season. So if you own uh, Pango, you're just starting him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you've got him in that front row rotation. It's getting a bit skinny up there with uh, how Fafita's going, so I don't reckon there's too much conjecture there. He he plays these sort of... He pulls these games out of his ass against the Cowboys. He likes showing up against Lolo and and seeing what he can do as he did at Suncorp. So locked in for mine, yeah. No need to worry. Should hopefully get 80 minutes there too. And I haven't got him down the run list here, but Michael Morgan, your boy. Um, Interestingly, and I, I... I was quite shocked at this because as a Cowboys fan, you might it must be pretty annoyed too. But his points differential between in his super coach perspective from um, when he's playing at home versus away, it's almost like twenty points per game. Mm. Um, that's yeah. that's that's shocking. Yeah, he's had a, a tough couple of runs in, in these away games. Like he in that game against the Dragons probably a month ago, he was going quite well and got taken off for an HIA that he he's taken weeks to come back from. So it's just. Yeah, and it's been a very stop-start sort of season for him. But he likes playing up in Townsville. Um, he's got good form against the Bronx up there. So yep. as an owner, like I've stuck with him for this long, as much to your distaste. But he's in my side. So I don't know anyone else. I haven't heard anyone talking about him. No, I think Super you gotta, pod. I think you got to start him. Uh, averages close to 60 points per game at home. The Broncos are conceding points. So, mm. um, you know... I th- as you pointed out, VC option potentially. I'd much rather have stags, but that's the oh. way it goes. Um, I know you don't like us talking about him, but Anthony Milford has to be discussed right now. Uh, this is going to be one of the games where if you are an owner, um, you know, you're know you playing him or or, or, or you're not. So, yeah, all this rubbish about it. He's got Suncorp games. He's got games against these guys here, here. You can't be... If you've got him in, you've got to play him this week. That was a bottom four side. But, I'm just scared off know. about what happened last weekend. So, or even last Friday night, sorry, that 16 points included an appalling six runs. Mm. That's absolutely shocking. I get that the Storm had so much of the ball. They had 42% of possession. So, um, it was not a, an easy night for a fullback, but that's just absolutely shocking. Mm. I think I did the maths. I don't know if I sent it in the chat, but a million dollar man making six hit ups a game worked out to be about something like eight grand a hit up. So What's whatever Morgan it is, or, or ten grand What's or something Morgan like on? that, uh, not enough, not enough for the caliber of player he is. But, but really, that's it. Like he's come up against the storm. He's just run yeah. scared. You'd think he's a flat track bully. So Cowboys, given the state that they're in, he shouldn't be only making six runs this game. So since his permanent shift to fullback, he's got an away average of sixty four point five. Um, those are in two games against the Knights and the Titans. But obviously, he played the Titans slash Cowboys. In that game, uh, his average at home is 47 points per game, but that also does take into account that 16-point performance against the Storm last weekend and a HIA impact around 17 against the Bulldogs. Oh, he was off for like five minutes. HIA impact. It's about 20 minutes. So the, talking about your boys anyway, the Cowboys have conceded 56 points per game to fullbacks this year. Uh, over the past five rounds, you've had Thompson had a bit of a stinker last mm. weekend with 19. He had Dugan, 85. Johnson 33, Manu 74, and Dufty 74. So people have been putting um, points on them. Out of those games, um, if you are a Milford owner, is there anything that's just standing out to you to say um, you should start him if you just look at those those fullbacks? Is it, what, who is he similar to? Well, the game that I'm looking at here is the 85 from Dugan. So if you think about that game, Cowboys were in that up to their eyeballs until about the last 20 minutes. And that's where we've been fading out in games, like well and truly. We get tired forwards out there. Um, Lolo can't do it all on his own. We're carrying the likes of Bolton and, and Scott and, and all these sort of older stages. And it gets to this point in the game and they just can't tackle. They don't stick anymore. And through the middle is where we get carved up. Yep. So Milford, you saw what he did against the Titans um, there. That's where he likes to run. Um, I can see us falling off a few tackles there. As much as I don't like Anthony Milford and I think he's an overrated player, um, this is the week that he's going to go large. I mean, I just have real concerns in terms of his, well, away from home. Um, and also that I would not be surprised if he scores 20 points. I just don't have trust in him. I, I, I'm a Broncos fan. Um but I just don't, I don't know. I just don't have the trust to legitimately put him in my 17. I mean, when he's on, he's on. But that's been so few and far between this year. Yeah. A lot of junk time points. Um, just, I don't know, he's shirking his work a little bit. But back at fullback, he should be running more than six bloody times. Yeah, this is so, shocking. Yeah, you'd think if, if the Cowboys are going to get carved up, a lot will come through his hands. So, given the halves pairing that you guys have got, Darius, please. Yeah, and he connected really well with Stags on a couple of those occasions too. So if he can, if Stags is scoring, then hopefully Milford's one setting him up. Yep, far too much Milford talk. Let's move on. 
Warriors okay. versus go Eagles. Cowboys. So let's go and talk about our boy Kenny Maumalo. So um, you and I were at a pub last Friday um, watching the game, and I'll. I remember turning to you and going, how the hell is Kenny on 35 or 40? Mm. Um, one of the, the line break was taken away, but with, even even without that, he didn't do anything, but you just he just accumulates super coach points. And I think I just had a look at the stats again. And um, having a look at now in terms of what he did, I think he had uh, a massive 19 runs over eight meters last weekend. And, and this is no small feat because the Raiders have been keeping the left wingers to about 35 points per game. Mm-hmm. So he's a complete outlier. Um, I think you need to play him because it's absolute upside. Yep. Um, he just needs to tr- try and he's scoring 80. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors had a shocker last week. So he didn't get to see a lot of ball in good attacking position, but still managed 45 odd um, just through pretty much base. So look, he he makes so many post-contact meters that he's always going to convert those hit-ups into hit-ups over eight meters. That's an extra point there. Um, he runs it so many times. Just looks for up. work. Yeah, he does. And it's it's something new. So coming into this season, no one was talking about him. But all mm. of a sudden, he's just kept it up throughout the year. Um, so again, like you, you sat him. It was a you're probably on edge for the entire time you were there. I didn't like it. I didn't <laughs> like you it. Just you knew if the Warriors were going to do something, it's probably going to come off the back of him. It didn't happen, but. The only thing we've got it down here is that I had a look at the forecast for Auckland and it's just showers, yeah. just wet. Um, and at Mount Smart, it can get slippery, it can get dewy. Um, so uh, it'd be a tough uh, decision to make to sit him just for the sake of the weather. Um, I still think he's going to do all the, the runs that he usually does, but maybe the attacking stats dry up. That's a that's a, a really important decision. So, um, And if you do listen to any of the, the really good, well, the people who have won it, previously uh, and I remember when Guy was talking on his podcast last week just saying that he over the past couple of weeks he's really struggled um, poor scores and he brought that down to the fact that he just hasn't been able to watch games and also to understand what the weather is like and and those kind of things so um, not knowing that it's pissing down in in Auckland uh, and then looking to start a winger hmm. could be the difference between a 30 point and a you know a 100 point score if you say you got somebody maybe like a Gutherson um, on your pine that you could switch in. He's at Bank West this weekend. <laughs> nice. um, so it's really important. The our, uh, weather report will be up on Friday. Uh, make sure you, you're keeping up the track with that. Just before we move off, Kenny. Um, so interestingly, Manly concede 52 points per game to left wingers this year. It's almost double what they concede to the right. So is Ruben Garrick just the worst defender in the world or what? <laughs> rookie, rookie in his first year, I don't know. But... Yeah, I can. That's it. That's a that's a pretty handy stat there. So yeah, we're just talking in super coach parlance here, but coaches look at that sort of stuff, and if they can pinpoint a weakness, then that's exactly where the ball is going to go. I so, think so. It has to. Yep. So no, I'm playing him. I'm just not worrying about weather. I'm not no trying Cody, to get too cute. Yeah, no Cody Nikarima this week. It didn't seem to matter too much. He still he just gets through the base. So yeah. um, he's a VC option this week for me. Got him. Got the VC on there. Possibly pending weather. We'll see. Jazz Tavanga, God, it kills me every time I see this guy just mm. run the ball. He's Warriors fans really dislike, <laughs> or maybe dislike it's a strong word, but um, you know they a couple of them I see on Twitter they just say less time he's on the field the mm. better. He just they're not looking through super coach eyes. No, they? they're looking through actual NRL, which is a completely different beast. But he's a beast, um, and he looks like that he's a guy playing for his career. Uh, mm. To be honest, he's just throwing himself into everything. Yeah, well, let's talk like hooker. So he's named a hooker last week. Um, everyone just goes, oh, geez, what's that going to do? Because he's been making all the big runs. He's doing all that. He comes out and makes 65 tackles. So he possibly got a little lucky with the minutes there. He played the full 80 because I, I believe Cody Nicarima went off in the first half and it probably shuffled the rotation around so that they just figured they'd keep him on. But outside of that, this guy just wants, is it a contract? Whatever it is, he's just there to do work. He's been doing it for a month, two months. Um, it's just not stopping. So I don't think it matters where he's playing. Mm. Um that base is just unreal. So Kieran's on the pine, uh, and you would think that he will probably come on at some point to replace Tavanga. Mm. Uh, injuries permitting, uh, it, it, they could also shift Tavanga to lock with Burr mm. going off the field. Who knows? Um, I think you're looking at probably a minimum of 60 to 65 points, and if you own him, you're starting. Yep. What a call. I missed that one, but 
I, and everyone I, was starting to talk. Yeah, you did. I didn't. Him, I didn't. Then, but I, I traded him to uh, to uh, Viliami Kikau, who has been suspended for the past two weeks. So yeah, yeah, another another great uh, decision by myself. So uh, normally we're doing through the starts and sits, and unfortunately we're, we're looking at the first two games, and there's two undecideds here: Milford, and then the second undecided for me is Jake Javovich. Mm. Um, so I made that trade of Kenny Bromwich to Javovich last week. Did not work out at all, which Javovich scored 52 and getting an early shower in about the 70th minute. So I have the same concerns this Where's weekend. your apology? I had to make one. I didn't, I didn't kill him, though. He's been shocking for a bit. <laughs> um, so I, I have some concerns. Just in, What happens if the Seagulls get up by 20 points? They, mm. They'll just bench him straight away. Yeah, if you watch their games, though, he... He's just a link man right now. He doesn't want to run the ball, whether it's conserving his energy. He didn't get a rest through that origin period, yep. so he's been managed um, when the Eagles have had the game in hand. But if you look at him, he's there, he just shovels the ball on. And he can do that at times, and then the next week he can, he can come out and make 15 hit-ups. Yeah, he hasn't scored a try yet, and he, he, yep. and he nearly, and he's been so close, and even on the weekend, mm. so close to that offload to turbo on the line, line break. Yep. Even to power could have passed to him for a try the weekend. DCE, a couple of times, could have given it to him as well. So um, it will be the week, I think, that you bench him, that he scores a try and sets up a try. He's yep. just that kind of player. Yes, he's shoveling the ball off. He's getting through less work, um, but he's still immensely involved in the attack. I think if it is raining, I think that brings him right back into the game. Because you look at his, the game he played against the Storm, he played the 90 minutes, whatever, and he got the 80 points, pretty much all in base. Yeah. Right. And that's because the Storm directed all the attack through the middle, he got those extra minutes, it was all a base stat game. And if it's raining, that's exactly what the Warriors are going to do, you would imagine. So that means he's going to make more tackles, He's they're not going to want to shovel the ball on, he's just want to tuck it under the wing and go himself. So I can see if it is raining, that probably adds 10, 15 points to him for mine. So this week I'm playing him. Yeah, so I mean, just to follow him from your point there, I mean, even if you're looking over the past month, people were very disappointed. He's got a five-round average of 61, but in the games that he's played in excess of 70 minutes, and just remembering here that this is all following through after origin time, mm. he's got scores of 73 and 90. Yeah, that's it. And we pointed out during one of our origin rounds that he's the guy that turns it on in the back end. So he comes through, he has a bit of a lull around this period, but he always turns it on in the back end, com- combining with his brother there. So yep. got, I feel like I've got to back that in. I've had him all year. Got to back them in. I reckon Turbo would fight up to put on a big score. Oh, is anyone going to captain him? I'm You're tempted. Wanting. I'm tempted. <laughs> Why not, eh? What could go wrong? Oh, I might even do it. I'm bloody 6,000th. What, what could go wrong? Let's move on to the Panthers versus the Sharks, so the final game on Friday night. So I know that I've been reading and seeing some people concerned with Nathan Cleary. Um, obviously a disappointing performance last weekend, but just remember that before that he had scores of 73, 85, and 74. No James Maloney um, this round. He's out suspended. And just to, to see if he can capitalize on that, in the one game this year, he scored 63 points. In the two games without Maloney last year, he scored 74 and 68. That's an overall average of 68 points in three mm. games without Maloney in, in, in two years. And if you just look at you know, who he's starting against, I think the, that actually the, the Sharks can see around about 56 points per game uh, to the likes of Cleary. So uh, he's a player that I'm just going to throw in and yeah. Yeah, hope he performs. Yeah, so with Maloney out for that tripping charge as well, I have no idea who it brings in. I was trying to look at the team list today. It's a rookie. It's an 18-year-old rookie. rookie. So you imagine any points that the Panthers score are going to come through Cleary's hands. Yep. So Sharks are a tough unit, no doubt. They'll Um, be fired up after the past couple of weeks as well. That's it. Well, they had a shocker against the Dogs. Cleary's on about 30 points at halftime, and he probably finished with five more after that. he All he did was tackle. Um, he looked close. He ran the ball a bit, couldn't get anything going. So, yeah, I love the fact, I'm not an owner, but the fact that Maloney's out is huge for him. I agree. So you've got uh, under-20s halfback Matt Burton, who's going to um, debut for the Penrith Panthers on Friday night to replace James Maloney. So best of, of luck to him. Uh, yeah, definitely. The concern with this, though, is Kikau. Um, mm. Because Kikau plays on the side where Maloney is. Um, so what does this do? I know that Cleary can switch. Hopefully he does. Um, as a Kakao owner, and I did say this in the analysis, it's kind of like I just want to play him every week because he can score 100 um, so easily. And it's been on the begging. You know, it's been coming. Um, and I'd much rather play somebody like him rather than, say, a Ryan Madison 
yeah. um, because the upside's there. Yes, you might be risking 10 points, um, but you know, you've know you got a potential of another 50 points that yeah. you, you can get. And what are you trying to do right now? As a, Chase as, some points. That's exactly right. So you go the pod route because the worst you can do... Uh, Kick out gets a 40 or whatever when he goes on his off weeks, or he just goes to absolute town. He's been fired up. The bathroom problems have resolved themselves, so he's all good. He's taken the uh, stomach eases and he's ready to go. So uh, I'd like that call. Yeah, Tim, or it's either him or uh, I'm picking between him, uh, Milford, and Gutherson as my final reserve. So it's it's a pretty tough call this weekend. So I'm still not still undecided on it. All, all players have upside. Mm. Fair enough. It's a, the next one on our list is Nakora. So I'm totally off this guy. So I sold him a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he obviously had that. Um, he's he's had a couple of junk points um, over the last two or three weeks. So he was inches away from getting a try against the Cowboys, which would have made probably three weeks in a row where he's scored quite well. But even last week, he got that very late try, um, being fed the ball off SJ and just got over the line. Which he finished. should have the week before as well. Cowboys are too good a defensive unit, mate. But then he only ended up with a 60-odd. Mm. So that's a bit worrying for mine when you're, you've stuck him in your centre wing because he's a second rower out there. So you're thinking, oh, naturally the base game will lift him up and then if he gets those attacking stats, which he was doing at the start of the year, then all the better for it. But I don't know. I haven't liked what I've seen the last couple of months. He's been far too reliant on those one or two um, attacking plays and the floor's just not there. So I reckon there's more value in a in a guy like a Gutho, like you mentioned, or a Sherry, uh, than Nakora at this stage of the year. So for me, he's I've sold him, but he'd be a sit for me. I don't know, JT. It wasn't. It was only two weeks ago that he what he scored 103, right? Mm. And then the game against the Cowboys where he scored 42, he was a centimeter from crossing for a try and having. It would have been a, a line break and also a tackle break as well added on to that. That's another massive score. And then last weekend, he's, he effectively actually gets across the line in the exact same position. Um, so I just think he's one of those players uh, that you, you really need to consider playing each week. And he comes up against a side this year that's conceded 60 points per game to right edge second row forward. So um, really tough call if you've got him. Uh, and you've also got Mao, and you've also got Bateman. Mm. Um, but if you, I've only got two of the three of them, and Nikora is one of them. I'm playing him. Let's think about it. Like we all saw what Wade Graham did last week as well. Plays on the opposite side. He is going to be a ball magnet for the run home. I reckon, based on what he showed the other night and what he's capable of doing in this game, he's just another dimension to the Sharks that puts them a step above some of the pack. And I think you saw how profitable that was for the likes of Sherry Dugan on that edge there, what Graham was able to do, what he was able to set up. I don't think Nakora is going to see as much ball. And he hasn't been seeing a lot of ball. And that's the thing. Like, he's not making the runs. He's not um, getting the ball in good attacking positions anymore. He got one or two good passes off of SJ um, the last few weeks, and that's what's helped him out. But I reckon the fact we saw what Graham did last week, I reckon the points dry completely up for Nakora. Well, we're going to speak about Sherry in a little bit, but let's just touch or finalise our starts uh, for the Panthers-Sharks game. And the last one is Sean Johnson. So he's been in brilliant form of late. 86 points on the weekend. Five-round average of 73. Um, past two games away from home have also been scores of 86 and 102, uh, 102, which is fantastic. I was very surprised at that. I was expecting to see a bit of a dip when I had a look at his stats um, this week. And he's averaged 66 points per game away from home since returning from injury uh, this year. And this included also two very difficult matchups against the Raiders and Storm. So the signs are pretty good. He's in form. Um, I know that the only issue there is the Panthers conceded 42 points per game uh, against uh, right halves this year. Um, but he did score 82 points on them in round six. So all the signs for me point towards you go starting and just hope for the upside. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'd be trying to be too cute with this sort of that sort of guy there. He's been up for, for that long. He had that horrible game against the Broncos, but that seems to be the anomaly. There, he just couldn't get anything going. And I know the Sharks have been in, in pretty good form as well. Um, whatever they seem to be doing right has been going through his hands mm. up until last week with Wade Graham to yeah. bring him up again. But I don't know. I just SJ got one try assist very late last week. Still got a like tremendous score because the Sharks put 39 points on. But that would slightly worry me a little bit. Not enough to sit him, but just enough to be maybe thinking that the VC sort of options or captain options maybe aren't as reliable with him anymore. But I can still see him averaging yeah 55 plus 
quite easily based on what he's been doing. Yeah, look, I, I would not be surprised if he has a bit of a, a dumpster fire game. Um, oh, he's this always weekend. got one in him, yeah. Uh, just on the basis of what you said and just have a bit of a, a sneaky feeling. But on the on the basis of form, um, you're a br- very brave man to sit him on the bench. Speaking of who I'll be looking to bench this weekend, let's jump into the sits. The first is Brian Toto. Mm. Um, so he's been fantastic of late. Um, he's been a little bit disappointing but he's still scoring 50s in the past couple of weeks. It's fantastic for a winger. Um, he's done his job largely, but now it's time for me to to give him a bit of a spell. Um, the Sharks conceded just 35 points to right wingers, and Dane Gagai produced 37 points against them last round. So um, I won't be playing him this weekend. Yeah, so what you did say, he's been so good at base. He's been such a, a breath of fresh air in that Panthers side. So runs the ball strongly. Uh, when he doesn't have the attacking stat, he's been going, or the try, he's been going sort of 60-plus. Um, last week, I thought, was going to be a, a big game for him. Came up against a pretty weakened Bulldogs opposition. Horrible uh, matchup for them and just did nothing, really. Um, and that's probably just a re- reflection of how the Panthers went that game. But... Um, to be fair, if you're tossing up between, say, a Sherry or an Eel, Gutho, Sivo, then I'd be playing those sort of guys over uh, Toto based on the last few weeks. But again, like it's center wing, it's a bit of a lottery at this time of year. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So let's talk about Sherry, who has been in absolutely scintillating form of late, particularly the past two games. He's looked brilliant. He's quick. He just, you know, doesn't have any space and he just gets through them. He's Ponger-esque sometimes. Mm. That's it. I reckon if I went back and saw every game I've sat Bronson Sherry and every game I've played him, there would be some massive disparity because I reckon I've missed every good game he's had this year. <coughs> Top 6,000. <laughs> Top 6,000. Big, big important. But yeah, that's it. Like he's, he's had such a good last couple of weeks. Um, explodes out of nowhere. Uh, loves getting the ball on that edge. The combination with, with Wade Graham, third time I've mentioned him, was fantastic last week. Set up two tries for him. Um, yeah, hard to sit him in this game for life. It is really hard to sit him. However, he does face a side, um, you know, that, that doesn't concede too many points uh, to left centers. I know South didn't last weekend, but the real kicker for me is just the points differential away from home versus at home. Mm. So away from home this year, he's averaged just 48 points per game compared to 65 points per game at home. Um, to me, that kind of... Uh, resembles, I guess, where he's at. He's a rookie, um, first season in the NRL. Um, you know, he's he's obviously not a season pro, so you're probably going to be expecting to have some kind of differentials between playing the games away and at home. It's going to be a difficult, probably going to be a chilly night mm. in Penrith. Um, could be a bit of a challenge for him. Yeah, I reckon the Panthers will step up for this one as well. Um, but, I mean, we should just cut this short right here. So I just mentioned how, like, Bronson Cherry has been... I've never picked him on a good week and, and always got him on the bench in a... Uh, sorry, I always played him in a bad week and always got him on the bench for a, a good week. So this week, he's in my side. So I'm playing him. So for everyone out there, he's about to hit 30. So please right. avoid. Bench him. Speaking about benching... Uh, What's happened with Andrew Fafita? Yeah, well, I thought last week was going to turn out a little bit differently. Yeah, I thought the angry pills were going to be kicking in. But he came on, lets in a try in about five seconds of game time, and I reckon that he probably had a full head of steam. He was all ready to go on and and just tear shit up, and then he arm grabs and they score a try through Murray. And after that, like he still did a few, threw, threw a few offloads, did all that, but 
it wasn't the Fafita of old. And I thought if any week he was going to come out and show us um, he's pissed off about sitting on the sidelines for so long that he wants to drive the Sharks through to the finals, like that would have been it. But yeah, disappointing for mine in about, what, 40-odd minutes of game time? Yeah, so 48 points in 40 minutes. So the PPM was there, but nothing more than that. That follows on for 13, 50, 58, 91. People were talking about selling him. I was a big no a couple of weeks ago. You know what? Sell him. If he's on the bench, like it's two weeks in a row now. Yeah. And Aaron Woods and Gallon have been doing fine. So tough to see them dropped for him. Um, but yeah, if he's anytime he's on the bench, he will come out and he'll have one of these games where he just, for whatever reason, turns up and he throws 78 offloads, busts 500 tackles because he crabs across field. He will do that. But I think... Sadly, after looking at what he did last week, I reckon that's few and far between. So yeah. for mine, he's a sit until he starts again. It is a bit sad. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the off-season with him. Obviously, uh, <laughs> he's not um, at his usual uh, self at the moment. Um, so it'll be interesting. But he can earn my trust. Mm. Um, he uh, stuffed up last weekend, so we'll just see what happens. Um, all right, let's just have a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the rest of uh, all the games. So JT, I've just realised because we've been so intent on getting through these start and sits, we've completely failed to uh, to work through a couple of the the major ins and outs of the the teams that we have discussed. So let's just quickly run through that. So maybe you want to start with the Warriors uh, and the Panthers game and the two games there, the Friday night ones. Let's just work through them really quickly. All right. So Jazz Tavanga still at hooker. Adam Kieran comes onto the bench. Uh, Harris Tavita comes on to start for Nicarima, who's injured. Panthers v Sharks, so we, we mentioned Maloney didn't beat his tripping charge. He's gone, got the rookie coming in for him. Matty Moylan's out, uh, very delayed concussion symptoms, it sounds like. So Dugan goes to fullback and Sasai Fecky gets a reprieve on the wing. And my boy, Wadey Egan for the Panthers, is sadly out with another shoulder injury, and that brings Moses Leota onto the bench hooker role. So moving along to the first game on Saturday, which is the Dragons versus the Titans. You've got AJ Brimson back at fullback. Michael Gordon is out and he's just announced his retirement, so mm. he'll be finished up at the end of the year. It's been a fantastic career. And then Jai Arrow is finally back uh, after missing the past five rounds. So I know that Lakey will be stoked because he's still yep. holding on to him. Oh, really? Um, and, and as I've pretty much got in the run sheet here, I don't really want to spend too much time in this game. No. Um, I mean, the only thing I'll be watching from a Supercoach perspective is just how Joy Arrow goes. Yeah, Joy Arrow could be a pod for the run home. Um, the injury is a risk. Um, the really interesting thing for Marrow for me is that Brennan is not, not yeah, there anymore. Say, so yeah. what's going to happen in the full rotation? So just wait. Um, if you've got a few trades spare, he's a fantastic pod option, I do believe. And if you do own any St. George players, not many people do, but if you don't, play them. Yeah, that's it. Like Corey Norman, I guess, would be a... Gareth Woodoff, some people have been talking about him or even Ben Hunt. Um, if you do have five trades and you just want to do something outlandish, um, I mean, I'd probably be targeting somebody like a Mitchell Moses before either of those guys, but... Mm. Um, Widop, I think, in round three last year, scored 170 points on the Titans. Um, I think that was in Rockhampton as well. I remember I brought him in that round. Uh, didn't captain him, but it was still fantastic. So, Did he have the Eminem bleached blonde hair at that point? No, I he think didn't. that's actually... You could pinpoint the moment in a season where he went downhill. And probably that haircut. <laughs> but anyway, the Dragons do play the Titans twice in the run home, don't they? Am I correct? Yeah, they do. Round 25. So they'll play them at Seabus. Uh, so if you do bring a Dragon in for whatever insane reason, they will have two matchups against possibly the worst team to start in the NRL since the 99 uh, Western Magpies. So the Eels take on the Knights in the second game on Saturday and it is back at Bank Weth. <laughs> Good call. Correct. That's how we got to say it from now on. And, uh, and that does mean if you do own Gutherson, Moses or Sivo, it's pretty hard to, to pass up, particularly Moses and Sivo. Those guys are averaging over 60 points per game at Bank West. It's, it, whatever is going on there, whether it's what they're drinking, eating before the games, mm. um, particularly Moses, he's flying. Um, he's, his stats there are incredible. Gutherson is tinkering around that 55 to 60 mark uh, average. Um, people are uh, pretty pissed off about his performance last weekend. Uh, Dragons uh, have conceded the most amount of points to fullbacks, and he just did not f- um, fire. Also, I think you made a really good point last week too that um, that he's been spending a bit of time at dummy half, uh, and that continued mm. on the weekend. Could happen here. So um, people are a little bit put off uh, with playing him. 
Yeah, it's a tough one because center wing's so stacked at the moment um, that you're trying to find that that pod, whether it's Sherry, Sivo, um, Gutho, Mamalo, whoever it is. And I think Gutho's probably at the back of the pack for now just based on what he's been doing the last few weeks. So hard to trust. And the game's all about trust at the moment. So I've got him on the pine. Um, didn't really like what I saw from him last week, um, especially that weird dummy half thing that they're doing. So Marnie comes off the field and then Gutho goes in. First round that they did that, he sort of ran the ball a lot from there. Last week, none of that. So, yeah, for mine, it's I mean, it's a good matchup for him based on how the Knights went last week, but I can't squeeze him in at the moment. Yeah, so I think I'll be starting him based on how bad the Knights are and also the, ba- the bank west factor as well. <laughs> yep. Oh, the boy. Semi's boy, speaking of. Caelan Ponga. So have people really been talking about sitting him? I don't know. It first just gave first me week, he's about. gone under 60 points in, I think, since around three or whatever it is. Yep. And he still scored the try. He still danced through about 78 um, tacklers. Lachlan Coote would have done 80. But, yeah, he's um, all of a sudden a, a sit candidate. No, no way at all. You and I both agree he's without a doubt a start. He's a definite start. And then there's no real sit um options there for me i think that they're all uh did float a few other names out of like even mitchell pierce has been going mm. shocking absolutely shocking holy five points yeah five, five points, points but if you look at what the the eels have considered the most amount of points points of those guys this year so um yeah i don't know if you have him probably starting him uh but apart from that nobody really has too much interest you got clemmer who's starting all the time um, and he's a probably a captain option this week. The Eels concede the most amount of points to front row forwards this season. So um, in a week that looks pretty difficult, uh, you got the Roosters with the challenging mass- matchup, and then you've also got uh, the Seagulls on the Friday night could be playing in torrential conditions mm. in New Zealand. Uh, apart from that, it looks pretty difficult to pick who your captain is. Clement could be just a really safe 70 to 80 point option. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like doing the Thursday night captain, but Michael Morgan, lock him in. <laughs> 180. Jason Tamalolo is due too. <laughs> um, okay, let's move along to the Bulldogs versus the Tigers. So um, three start options here. First one with the Bulldogs, so CHN. So he's produced back-to-back scores of 67 and 80 minutes on the left edge and could be set for another big score against a side that's conceived 57 points per game to left left edge second row forwards this season. So he's a bit of a sneaky one. If you do own him still in your centre wing, uh, now's a really good time to play him. Yeah, does anyone still own him though? Well, I don't know. Bloody ding pay. Two guys that had a, a pretty good week last round um, was David Nofaluma and Eason Masters, particularly Masters. Uh, he pretty much fell off the face of the earth from Supercoach's mm. perspective for a little bit, but he scored two tries, I believe, last weekend. Obviously, he doesn't have the goal kicking, um, but the Bulldogs conceded 55 points per game to right centre. So it's pretty much the exact same story as what he came up against against the Tigers, uh, sorry, the Cowboys last uh, week. Uh, so if you own him, roll him out again. Yeah, he's going to be running against Carrot Holland, I'm pretty sure. So Carrot actually stood up and, and defended himself quite well the other week, so he's due a few absolute clangers. So I know the Bulldogs have been pretty good in the last couple of weeks, effectively since the Broncos towed them up at, at Suncorp. But did you realise that right wingers have conceded or have produced 62 points per game on average against the Bulldogs this year? That's a phenomenal stat for a winger. So, no for lock him in. I think so. Captain option. Yeah. Go. He's got a five-round average of 64. Um, yeah, you've got, you got to be struggling not to include those guys. That that side of defense has just been getting smashed. Uh, if you look at the other side of Hopperwhite, he's just having a fantastic second half of the year, and he's, he's doing very well there. So, they're really attacking um, down that side of the field. So, if you own either Nofo or Masters, you've got to play him. Let's look at the sits. A guy that I know that a lot of people are discussing at the moment, yep. Ryan Madison. Um, it's basically like clockwork. You know what's going to happen. 60 minutes he's going to play, 55 to 60 points, all in base. Doesn't look look like he's getting anywhere near any attacking stats. Minimal, one offload or something last week. He probably joins, um, I don't know, maybe the likes of a Jake Tvojevic this week in terms of a guy that you can lock in maybe 60 points, but we're all chasing points right now. I don't think you can play both of them. I guess it depends who you're playing over him, and that's I am playing Turbo over him at this stage based on the the wet weather. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a bit sad how he's fallen away a little bit. Even when he was at second row um, a couple of weeks ago, Matto had just quietened down a little bit. Um, it was still knocking around these sort of 60s, but once his minutes dropped, um, I thought 
being at lock and being through the middle was going to like increase his base even more than what we've seen, but it's not the case. Um, he's doing absolutely nothing to flash. Uh, so for mine, I don't have any real reservations in, in sitting him at this stage, especially if you're, if you're also looking at someone like a stag, so you're really trying to go hard with these attacking players, um, then yeah, I'd all more power to you, I reckon. Well, I'm playing stags ever matter this week. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a fair call. So the worst you're going to get with stacks is maybe thirty or something like that. Yeah, still make the runs, or whatever. Whereas you lose Matto, twenty points. That's it. And there's and then there's the upside that you could get if if the Broncos do somehow go to town on the boys. Not that they will, but <laughs> if it happens. Um, whereas I think Matto, yeah, he might get an attacking stat here or there, so a seventy, but not enough for mine. Yeah, and the, the, the as you point out, the points per minute. Is just not there. He's he's getting through just about one or a little bit less than one, and you'd expect a little bit more from that um, mm. from a guy that's playing in the middle. If he was to turn into an eighty-minute forward, um, geez, he'd be an, an absolute keeper. He's basically putting up almost Jai Arrow numbers, but he's just not. Doesn't seem like that's how they're going to utilize him. Yep, sit for mine. Yep, let's move on to the Raiders versus the Roosters. So a start that I have here, and this is despite um, what all the stats are saying. Um, in terms of the uh, the the rooters, the the <laughs> nah, I'll leave it in the old rooters. Hey, that's fair. So, what are you saying? So oh, the rooters. You're talking about Angus Crichton here. I am, not... and the Raiders have been very good defensively down yeah. his edge. Um, so ordinarily, I'd say just leave him out, but I can just see him just you know doing what he did last weekend, have another really strong performance, playing 80 minutes. Um, we know as well uh, that. They've been, they have been conceding a lot of tries down that side. Mm. So I can see that that edge is going to be pretty pretty good, which is going to be controversial to one of my sit options. Um, but yeah, I can see that, that Crichton's going to be quite good. They're going to attack down that edge. If you still own him and you saw what he did last week, you're for sure backing him in the rest of the year because he has been ordinary. I mean, it was the Titans and all that, but he's stuck in there for 80 minutes now while Corden's out for the next couple of weeks. So if you got him, you'd be playing him. So the two sit uh, categories, and what I think to highlight in this game as well, um, Raiders are fantastic um, in real life. And what also what making them is just very hard team to score against for Supercoach. Um, I've heard some people floating to bench Mitchell. Um, you know, that's a very brave move. Maybe it's going to pay off. I mean, I just can't, I just can't do it, but maybe some would do it. Um, obviously can't bench Tedesco. Um, but, I mean, they've conceded, what, 40 points or something to fullbacks this year, and um, RTS scored 32 on them last week. So Teddy's been up. He's been in the clouds. And I do have a feeling this could be about a 60-point game or so for him. So Which is fine. Not a, not a captain option, but definitely you, mm. you can't be benching on that. You're playing a little bit too cute with that. Looking at the sits, the first one for me is Jordan Rapana. He's been actually quite good of late. Last weekend was a little bit of a down week with 27 points. But before that, he had back-to-back scores of 60. Comes up against a side that has conceded the least amount of points to right-wingers this year. So I think he's going to find it pretty tough. Things might change if um, BJ Lalua is a late in. Um, but even on that, against the, the Raiders and what they've shown this year, if I own Rapana, I'm benching. Yeah, I mean, he would be an absolute pod if you've brought him in uh, for those couple of big weeks that he's got. But yeah, he just always looks a bit, I don't know, like he's... Traveling with a few niggling injuries and that kind of thing as well. Like he's very much for mine a matchup player at this stage of the year, and the Roosters are not that. So for mine, comfortable sit. Yep, and we should just highlight as well that Leilua is on the extended bench, so he potentially could make his return. Uh, not sure about the late mail at this stage. And then you got Waria Hargraves, who's back at prop after suspension. Um, TKO is still out though. Yeah, so again, we thought that might um, hold the Roosters back a little bit, but they Jeez, just find no. a way. They just find a way. The they Titans got... are diabolical. <laughs> That's it. Well, you got Radley poking his nose through there. So ever since they've moved him away from Hooker, he's been so much more involved. His points have been way up. So he's they're just a revolving door of gun players. So the last player to discuss here that we've got on the list is Joseph Manu, who's been he's been pretty good, I reckon, over the second half of the year. He started mm-hmm. very slowly. Um Despite the number of tries conceded to right-sided players this year, the Raiders have conceded the least amount of points to right centers out of any side. Mm. Um, the reason why I said this is a little bit contradictory because I, I feel that you've got Brett Morris, 
he's going to score, I think, could score another try after his hat-trick last weekend. Um, but then you've got Angus Crichton as well, and smack bang in between them is Manu. Um, why do I think the Manu's a sit, whereas those other guys could be starts, particularly Crichton? I just don't think he's going to get through as much work, and I don't think the attack's going to be there. Whereas Crichton, I can just see him getting through a heap of base um, with the potential for a line break. Yeah. Would love to see, I think it'll be Crichton v. Bateman as it stands as well. So I reckon that's a fantastic matchup. But yeah, I can see them defending quite well on Manu there. No, I don't think it will because Bateman plays on the right. Oh, I'm just going to mix. Sorry, Wilfred. I've let you down. No, it'll be, it'll be up against Elliot Whitehead, I believe. Oh, my boy, Elliot. There you go. Well, yeah, still a decent matchup there. Both of them are got their days. Anyway. Anyway, indeed, should we move along to the Rabbitohs first? The final game of the round. What are the ins and outs yeah. there, JT? Oh, we finally remembered it. Good call. So, Sergis obviously gets a reprieve after uh, taking his charge to the judiciary and winning uh, controversially last night. So, he stays in for his second game back here. So, no other movements for the Rabbitohs there. Uh, sadly for the Storm, Christian Welch did mm. his ACL last weekend. So, horrible news for him. It's Very. his second for in the last couple of years. So, uh, that sees Kami Kamitha come onto the bench, so nothing else on the move there for the Storm. So I think in terms of, if we just rush through the Rabbitohs here, because I think... Come the hour, come Kamika. <laughs> oh, jeez. How long have you been writing that bad boy? Uh, so it. speaking of the Rabbitohs, so we got three pretty, uh, a couple of pretty key players here, Cameron Murray and Damien Cook. So you've written a big spiel here about Murray, but I don't think anyone who's watched him over the last couple of weeks would have any... Uh, thoughts about benching him despite the fact he's against the Storm. His minutes have been up, his base has been up, and he's still been able to jag those couple of attacking stats. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can see. I will, would have liked to have seen Burgess out. Mm. Um, that would have almost, for me, guaranteed the minutes there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. With Burgess, he's got that one game under his belt now. Match fitness is, is up. Let's see how the rotation is between uh, low and... and and Burgess, I think there's no question that um, that Murray is now the best forward uh, in that back row. He's taken over from um, Sam Burgess. So they want him on the field. And if you look at what Jake Dvojevic did against the Storm, uh, he had 90 minutes. They played the full game, including Golden Point. Uh, I can see Murray's going to get through a heap of work um, and hopefully play a lot of minutes. But if he does you know, make his customary 50-plus tackles, mm. um, is that at the expense of time on field? Potentially, but then it is Cameron Murray, and this guy is just an attacking stat magnet. Yeah. So, I mean, we're saying it's the toughest opposition in rugby league, but Rabbitohs will be up for this one. They've been a little down, but they still get across the line. Uh, they'll pick themselves right up for this one. So Cameron Murray, I reckon he's found his little spot there. 60-plus um, minutes, I think, is the way to go for him for the the rest of the year so no thoughts of sitting him there you mentioned as well we move on to the next player Damian Cook so the Storm obviously that game against Manly was just all through the middle plenty of tackles for the locks and for the, the hookers so exactly what I imagine will happen for Damian Cook although Cameron Smith had one of his down games that game too scoring just a little bit over 50 points yeah, that's it. When he doesn't have 700 uh, tries to convert, he does tend to dry the points up a little. But... So, so the interesting thing with Cook as well is that although the Stormer conceded under 50 points per game to hookers this year, he produced 110 points in 80 minutes against them last year. He's a guy that I'm 100% looking at putting captain on this week. That's a fair call. Last game of the round too. It's always a bit of a bit of a worry when you sit there all week. But um, yeah, I mean, you can't see anything truly wrong with that. He's been... Floating around, he's had a couple of those 60, 55, 60-point 60 weeks. Yeah, but 90 last week with that, when he set up Murray for the try. You can see him like he just he's, seems like a big game player, and this yep. is a big game. So yep. no no, yeah, no yeah, thoughts of he's a 100% start. So Braden Burns was floated as a bit of a pod um, post the, the buys, um, and I know that some people have taken the opportunity to bench him a little bit over the past couple of weeks, but... I think that he's a he's a start option. If you have a look at uh, where the, the Storm have been conceding their tries, amazingly, they've been conceding 66% of their points um, down his edge. Mm. So um, I can, you know, he's, he's a base machine, and I think there's tries down that side of the field. Um, Bunivalu and the like, and, and also Will Chambers, they've been conceding, as I said, 66% of their total tries this year, and I can see Burns finally... Crossing for a try. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how teams try to get around the storm. So they'll throw it out wide. And uh, hopefully in, in sunny conditions, a guy like Braden Burns will get to show what he can do. So, yeah, I think a, a great pod there in your center wing. 
So um, interestingly with Cam Smith, also if you're looking on the um, the stats, so Stan, Souths have been very good this year, haven't conceded too much from a super coach perspective, and hookers have also found it quite difficult. Um, 50 points per game is not that great for um, guys that tend to get through a lot of work. However, um, what I found interesting as well is that Smith's average away from Amy Park this year is 72 points per game. So like Cook, he's a big game player. So I think he's going to be up for this. I can see him at least crushing out a, a 60. Um, and, you know, the form that he's been on has just been sensational too. Yep. So if you've got the Cook and Smith rotation, which I think a lot of people do, then, yeah, lock it in. No need to be cute. So this is probably the most controversial decision of the week, JT. I'm not an owner. You're not an owner. Mm. Um, but, but for owners out there, I'm sitting Cameron Munster this week. I know it's after what he produced last week, he was... Being there live, that was scary. And he should have had another try, right? He was disallowed. He was going for 100 plus. But unlike Smith, Cameron Munster, he averages 50 points per game away from home. Mm. And that also includes last week's score. Yeah, so I owned him for better half of oh, the year. So he tended to just drift out of games. So he's, he's a great base stat sort of half. So lock him in for 40 plus points every week. But as soon as that dries up, which it has a lot of games this year, uh, I haven't done the check the average, but it's quite a large amount of games he's gone under, say, 55 points, which is a little worrying for such a, a player of his calibre. And coming off that big uh, last week as well, I think the Rabbitohs are a much sterner sort of test for him here. So I can see points being quite challenging for him. Yep. It's a very controversial one because he's the kind of guy that if the Storm do get on a roll here, he'll be all over it. But again, I see this being a bit of a tough matchup, so not too um, controversial for mine, the fact that you've got him in your sits there, but I doubt many owners would be willing to take that risk. And then South have also just conceded 42 points per game against left side of halves this year as well. So um, I'm also thinking that Kenny Bromwich is probably a sit too if, <laughs> if I if I own him, but I don't. So And if you are going to, to, if you're trying to pick him up this week, I think you're definitely chasing last week's points. At least this week, he does have a couple of favourable matchups. I think they play uh, the Titans still, um, yep. and then they finish the season with Manly, against Manly. I think it's the Cowboys. Ooh. The mighty Cowboys. So scratch that, Bromwich, not a buy. All right, well, JT, we thought this would be a nice quick podcast. We did said half an hour. Hey? But we've, we're basically hitting the hour mark. So um, just to finish, who are you captaining this week? Uh, well, I currently had it on, uh, what was it? I think I put it on Teddy, just throwing it around. I have not thought about this at all, but I figured, you know, chase last week's points, um, put it on him. But I don't know, maybe because I'm so far out, I reckon I'm going to go Mike Acebo. Against the Eels. Yeah, interesting. Against the Knights, I should say, at Bankweth. Bankweth. That's um, yeah, the, just the type of thing. If it's a tough captain sort of week, I like throwing it on a pod. Um, probably end up getting me 20, but what does it even matter? Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm struggling this week with picking a captain. Uh, I, I, I Probably, I haven't used Cookie this year. Mm. I reckon I'm going to wait for the great analysis that will come out uh, from Lakey and also Copes, read through that stuff. But I'm looking at, I reckon, Damien Cook's not a bad shout. And then just hopefully my VC. So the VC option at the moment is between Staggs, uh, Tommy Trevojevic, and also our boy Kenny Malmalo. Um But yeah, it's a difficult week. I've got some really interesting decisions in terms of some start and sits. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at my side at the moment, and, and I currently I have uh, Kikau in over Murray. So I don't really know what I'm going to do. Mm. That's uh, a very interesting week. I reckon some coins will be flipped. I reckon before we go as well, so Fantasy Premier League. So moving away from NRL, we've done that to death now. Fantasy Premier League, I'm currently playing. I've been roped into about 700 different leagues. I don't yeah, know what the hell I'm one. doing. It feels like 700. You're trying to get drafts and all that. Is is the lockout tomorrow? Is it? Am I reading that right? No, the transfer deadline is tomorrow. So what? actual clubs can buy and sell players up until tomorrow. I think it's like 5 or 6 p.m. Um, English time. Clubs yeah. can go out and, and buy players, right? Yeah. And then the first game is is Friday night England time. So it's... Tomorrow night. No. Week after. Saturday, early Saturday morning our time is lockout. Yeah, I'm already confused and the okay. season hasn't even started. NRL's enough of a struggle. I thought I could parlay that into like an FPL, be an absolute gun at that first year. But Mate, you're not a gun at Supercoach. I was. I'm looking at my uh, 2018 key ring right here, mate. Mr. 512 himself. All right. 
That's good. I don't have one. <laughs> well, don't you? At all. Right. See you guys. Yeehaw. Bye. Oh, sorry. Do it again. Yeehaw. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.